0: The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com/slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: All right, okay. Uh, this is the intro. We're speaking to Justice Mosquito because who else would we be speaking to if you're not familiar with who he is? I envy you. Uh, let's get started. It is the Norse Code fraudcast, uh, with uh, the biggest frauds, the Packers. who will be hosting the second biggest frauds, the Vikings. How you doing?
2: Are we? Fr- We're not yeah, a good football team. I think our record matches what our team is supposed to be. Yeah, but you're
1: favored you frauds. I mean, are we going to beat you? Yeah, we'll yeah. get into that. Okay, well, no. Okay, hold on. Uh, so the Packers took on and beat the Chicago Bears. Then they took on and beat the Baker Mayfield Rams. And then they took on and beat uh, concussed Tua <laughs> correct, uh, <laughs> who, who threw three picks in the fourth quarter that were not caused by the defense, um, unless you count the concussion as the proximate cause, I suppose.
2: Yeah, um, that's fair. They scored 33 on the Eagles you know, the week before that one streak, but I guess we can ignore that. They beat the Dallas Cowboys. No one cares. Right. <laughs> they, can score, they can score points now. I'm happy.
1: Yeah. Um, Consistently, is, they've scored points. Okay, Even so a against part good that, teams. A big part of that is um, Christian Watson, right? Is he going to play?
2: So Matt LaFleur, we're recording this on a Thursday. Matt LaFleur in the pre-practice presser said that he was going to practice along with Keyshawn Nixon, their uh, returner, who might be an all-pro this year. Um,
1: I don't – well, he, he started too late to be an all-pro, right? He's all-pro quality. Yeah
2: we'll see he returns everything so his stats are gonna be his stats are gonna be up there he will return it halfway through the end zone um but neither of them actually ended up practicing so yeah. i they're they're taking a so they're, longer rest we'll, we'll then.
1: got it good to know
2: uh, we'll <laughs> see. I mean, they're a, the Packers are super conservative with their injury stuff. No, that's the true. First. That's true.
1: Uh, Mercedes Lewis didn't practice today because he's eighty.
2: Yeah, that's just a vet day.
1: Yeah, that's normal. Uh, Aaron Rodgers limited, didn't practice. I don't. What happened?
2: He he was limited today. He didn't practice on Wednesday. It seemed like there was just some inflammation in his knee um, yeah, from the fight back from Miami.
1: Chakras, right? Yeah, it was a yeah. chakra day. Yes, yeah, Chakra Day. Um, cool. Okay, so how good do you think the Packers are? Just like generally,
2: I think they're super average. Okay. I think I think they're very average. Other than run defense, where they're bad, I think their offense is trending out of average. Is probably the best way to kind of put it.
1: Okay, you're a numbers guy. Um, yes. Much to your own chagrin. Um. <laughs> How how much can you trust like trends? Because I mean, these are short, all trends in football or short-term trends and season long averages tend to play out more than short-term trends do. So in order to predict a player's performance, you tend to do a better job taking their full season's performance rather than the last couple of games of performance. So how do you trust that the offense is good?
2: Um, One, I would use a larger sample size of just Rodgers recently. I don't think he fell off a cliff or anything like that. Like just, you could use recent years too. When we were at the XFL, we used a three-year average, by the way. <laughs> it was just one, one season's too small of a sample size in general. Um, the other thing I would say is um, the hashtag narratives. Like it, it makes sense why the Packers are getting better now. The Packers were terrible specifically against uh, man defense. When you look at the stats and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, In the first half of the season, they scored over 22 points just twice in the first nine weeks of the uh-huh. year. And one of those games was in overtime against the New England Patriots.
1: So it doesn't um, even count.
2: Yeah. And then since then, uh, you know, Cowboys, Eagles, Bears, Rams, Dolphins, you know, what is that? Five of their last six games, they've been able to hit uh, at least 24 points. So that's what makes me optimistic about.
1: Why couldn't they um, score against the, the Titans? Titans? What's up with that? Also, the Cowboys game was also an overtime game. If we're just counting. They the were numbers.
2: 28 going into. Yeah, that's whatever. Do you think it lowers your points by 10 points? Just because you went in overtime. Get out of here. No, I, I mean, the Titans. I have no idea. Um, that game sucked. I can't believe Tannehill threw for 300 yards. What a dumb football game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean that's why we're having to fight and scratch and all that stuff to work uphill to even get into a playoff spot at this point. That damn Titans game.
1: How many points in the Cowboys game did they score off of just turnovers?
2: Um, I'm not sure. I know Dak gifted us one.
1: I can't remember. If, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. I think the um, I think the second touchdown was off of one of Dak's interceptions. I believe that. I, I don't that know how sustainable out. that is, man.
2: One t- one touchdown?
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to take that off the board, and then you got to take the overtime off the board.
2: Okay. All right. That's fine. 21 might be able to beat enough to beat uh, <laughs> Minnesota, though. Hey, remember when this offense was supposed to be good because they hired Kevin O'Connell? What happened? Let's talk about well, the,
1: that. Well, the offense is good. What do you talk about? The offense is great. The offense is good? It's fantastic. It's like a top three offense. Okay. In the division. In the, yeah, in the, in the worst division in football. <laughs> no, okay, but um, I mean, you're talking about the offense, and uh, over the past season, and over the past six weeks, and over the past three weeks, Kirk Cousins has a higher EPA per play than Aaron Rodgers, right? So, like, okay, that's fine. Why is it that you're confident that Rodgers will outscore? He's Kirk Rodgers Cousins. He's, well, Kirk Cousins.
2: Okay. He's Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it because this Kirk Cousins seems. To be a lot different, right? Like he's. He's like
2: dead average in all the passing stats.
1: Yeah, a lot different. Last year he was much better than average in all the passing stats, but he also was really poor at situational football. Now he's a god at situational football. He's basically Aaron Rodgers in situations.
2: All right. Hey, you do. do uh, dude, what is it? 11 and 0 in close games this year?
1: Yeah. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has ever pulled a record that game.
2: In close games. <laughs> he's. He has been fraud-like in that way a couple times um, in the
1: past. I think Wait, the, the first half of his career, he like couldn't engineer a fourth quarter comeback.
2: He throws hail marys. What are we talking about,
1: Reef? That was the second half of his career. Come, He's Mister. Listen to the whole sentence, Justice.
2: <laughs> He's Mister. Comeback himself. Um, okay, so
1: you're, so you're saying that quarterbacks can learn to develop a comeback instinct?
2: No, I think it's completely <laughs> random, and that's why I laughed when you were like. Yeah, he's really good at situational football. And I'm like, I don't know. I've seen, what's his name? Ingram, the guard, step on his foot like 10 times, him falling backwards. I I feel like. Well, that's on
1: Ingram, but he will be playing, so that's fair.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not worried about Kirk Cousins at all. I'm worried about Justin Jefferson. But yeah, that's okay, that's fair. Yeah,
1: league MVP Justin Jefferson. He's definitely going to be winning all the Associated Press's votes for the MVP.
2: <laughs> what are the odds for him and Offensive Player of the Year? He's got to be uh, up there, right? It's they, like him yeah, and he's got to be the
1: favorite. Let's see. Uh, I, I feel like uh, Jefferson's got higher odds. Let's see. Taking a look at odds. I mean, this is from December 13th, but that's going to be close enough. Yeah. It's offensive player of the year. It's Justin Jefferson, Jalen Hurts, Tyreek Hill. And then Patrick Mahomes has incredibly long odds because he's just going to win MVP. He should. Yeah. As he should. I mean, I, I have my own MVP takes so that we should just take the word value out of the award. Because it's just a quarterback award,
2: most player, just most player.
1: Yeah, who's, who's most more who's who's more player than Justin Jefferson?
2: It's just like the Wikipedia entries. Like <laughs> yeah. Patrick Mahomes is a starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> the most player.
1: Uh yeah, Justin Jefferson um has the best odds. It's Justin Jefferson, then Jalen Hurst, then Tyreek Hill. I just checked the Week 16 odds. So yeah. Um, no, let's talk about, uh, okay, so Aaron Rodgers, tell me about this hand sign thing.
2: What? Oh, what hand sign thing?
1: You know what hand sign thing?
2: Just the, like, Shakabra thing? No, 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 no. The The hand signals? Oh, uh, hand signals. It, he yeah. made it seem like it was
1: nothing. I mean, I... that Kalen Kaler article made it seem like it was a lot. And then, yeah, but- right after the article was published, the very next game, Christian Watson misses uh, a critical hand signal.
2: Yeah, the way Rogers explained that was just like, "Yeah, Christian needs to know the hand signals. It's a damn hand signal. You should be." Able yeah, that's to what the, the, the story
1: signal. is about: the players not knowing the hand signals.
2: <laughs> yeah, and Rogers is like, "It's not a big deal. I don't understand. I don't
1: know. I kind of think it's also. I mean, maybe it's a big deal, but like." okay so 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 Rogers doesn't teach the players the hand signals they just have to pick it up organically. He doesn't tell the coaches what the hand signals are. The players have to tell the coaches what routes they're supposed to run when they are told they ran the wrong route because the coaches don't know the hand signals and Rogers won't even teach it during training camp. it has to be taught well, during Rogers Rodgers is season.
2: barely there in camp anyway so that's
1: that's not really a worry. Um, <laughs> that's not good either, man. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you got two rookie receivers. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to worry about this. I'm just gonna be throwing to Randall Cobb the whole game.
2: On third downs at the very least, he will be. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of think it's not that big of a deal. Like signals are things that you protect. Like I just know, I, I don't know. I know a lot of people who work in college football right now. And like the, the steps that they take to protect those things. Like there are entire teams in college football that don't have playbooks.
1: No, I I understand. Right. I mean, Cliff like, Kingsbury <laughs> was
2: one of them. <laughs> yeah, well, like a, a lot of a lot of teams that do unique things. Like,
1: um, no, I I understand you like. So, like, teams will have multiple signs. They'll have two backup quarterbacks relaying signs at the same time that are not yeah. on the actual physical. Sign They'll put board. up
2: sheets so that the the box can't get a look at it because yeah. there's people in the box trying to spot yeah. which, signals which and relay it down. Like
1: questionably, I guess against the rules. I don't know. Um, but that's how college football works. Everything is questionably against the rules. Um, I get it. I understand how important this stuff is. But, like, it, it signals you lose their utility when the intended communicant doesn't know what they are.
2: Yeah, but at the same time, you got to protect them. So against the Giants, right? <laughs> well, you, the...
0: It doesn't mean anything if they're a secret from your own players.
2: Well, so... <laughs>
1: incredibly protected. I agree. No one knows what they mean.
2: So Rodgers did a thing, uh, that goal line play against the Giants to, I think it was to potentially put them up in London, uh, if not tie the game. And he did this little thing where he like adjusts his shoulder, uh, adjusts the jersey on his right shoulder, right? Uh And you could see every linebacker for the the, uh, New York Giants throw their hands up. At, at the corner who was isolated on uh, Alan Lazard and let him know, like, hey, this is going to be a back shoulder ball. And then uh, they, they blitz. I believe it was Xavier McKinney was able to get a PBU on the mm-hmm. play, and that's why they lost. And it's because they had seen that on film. So you can make the argument the Packers aren't protecting or changing up their signals enough, right? Well, the, like, signal- the, the signals are, like,
1: years old. That was also part of the article. So yeah, the other that. team knows what they are, but his own players don't. That's the worst possible world to be in.
2: Rookie's got to catch
1: up. So so, Okay, so you're saying it's not a big deal. It's just that the other team knows what they are, and the receivers don't. That's what you're saying.
2: I'm saying they're going to keep using signals, and it doesn't really matter. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of my thought on the whole thing. I'm just like, yeah, they use signals. I mean, I'm not going to attack, the right. I mean, I understand why... It's interesting to hear those stories and stuff like that for you know fans I mean, and stuff. These so. are named sources complaining about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like,
1: currently in the building, not even former players.
2: Yeah, that's where I disagree with Rogers when he's like,
1: "This is a hack job" and stuff like. I'm like, "It's a yeah." Pat McAfee was like, "It's all anonymous sources," and it's like, "Bro, just like read the first three lines." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so to, Rodgers- to me, I guess
2: it was not that big of a deal because I know that stuff goes on. I guess is the way to put
1: it. All right, so Aaron Rodgers is washed. Let's talk about the running backs: AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones. I don't know, second best running back doing the NFL behind what the Browns have.
2: Probably Aaron. uh, So Aaron Jones is kind of just dealing with a whole lot of like little injuries right now. Is probably the best way to put it. And Mm -hmm. it it changes. Like sometimes it's a a running running back. Yeah, he is. He's a running back in the NFL. He's a most player um, candidate. But he's just, he's just gotten a little dinged up. So, like, they really had him on a pitch count last game. A.J. Dillon got a ton of looks. Mm-hmm. Um, Dillon, we, we've we joked at APC um, between the Quadzilla and Plodzilla uh, rotation that he's been having. Like, some games he just um, – you could tell, like, from the first carry, too, like, if he's going to bring it in that game or if he's just going to, like, slip up in the backfield three times. Um, so, I'm a little less – uh happy about dylan's production this year than jones who's having a great season
1: okay uh patrick taylor who's he
2: he's he's a really good pass blocker um he was a kid out of memphis uh was i don't think he even tested um because of injuries coming out they basically took a redshirt year on this guy who was you know an nfl back kind of stashing for a year because of injury. And that he's been called up and down from the practice squad constantly because sometimes they carry two running backs. Sometimes they carry three. He's kind of in that uh, A.J. Dillon mold, but you'll see a lot of him on passing downs um, where he's able to help and chip and stuff like that. He lined up uh, as a wing tight end a couple times in this last game and actually, like, knocked the piss out of some of these players Um, on – was it a touchdown? I can't – no, it was the big shot play – to Mercedes Lewis down the sideline against the Dolphins. Patrick Taylor actually ended up just teeing off and, teeing off and earholing a guy in pass protection late, and that kind of gave Rodgers a little bit of time that he needed to throw the ball to Lewis. So he's going to be a contributor. He helps on special teams and stuff, too. I think he's just a good ball player. Um, but you if, said he
1: didn't if, test? I have his testing numbers right in front of me.
2: Did he test? Yeah. He tested pretty good for a big guy if he did test.
1: He's pretty what? athletic. You don't even know that. <laughs> you didn't, exactly. he think he tested I, okay I so he weighed on 217 and ran a 457 is that good that doesn't sound good for at 217
2: no nah, that's just all right i think he was yeah. dealing with injuries coming out though i don't know
1: uh a yeah pretty he's, good athlete. he's got he's got a uh, foot surgery in march so yeah so he he tested and then he had the foot surgery
2: huh that's always good <laughs> <laughs> Just think on a hurt foot he's, <laughs> he's a good athlete We'll see what the pitch count is going to be like for Jones. I mean, that's the big question mark in the backfield coming into this game.
1: Thirty-four inch great athlete. You're right. Um, all right, tight end. Okay, wait. Well, hold on. Is Pony dead? Are we still doing Pony?
2: But I think Pony's dead officially. <laughs> yeah. I think Pony's dead. I th- they were, they got. Oh my God, man, this Pony thing. I mean, Lafleur's <laughs> thing. Lafleur contends that they can't have too much in their Pony package because if one of the guys goes down. Then they just can't run. like he makes it sound like it's a bandwidth issue. Like if they practice pony, then they can't use other plays if one of the running backs go down. And I'm like,
1: that makes no sense at all, man.
2: How do yeah? like San Francisco runs plays for Debo? Right. Like <laughs> yeah. it's it's not like uh, I don't get it. That That's the one thing I don't get. Like if Aaron Jones is out, like just run your other base. play. I guess it's because of the rookies, the rookie receivers, I guess. I don't know.
1: Oh, whatever. Just ask them to block. It doesn't. I'm just happy
2: you. that they're out of it and they're not just running zone bubble every single play.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, tight ends: Big Bobby Tanya, Mercedes Lewis, Josiah DeGuerra. Anything new?
2: Uh, not really. Other than they've been getting Mercedes involved more recently. Like even outside of that shot play, like at the goal line, they've been throwing to him uh, a good bunch. But I think that stuff's all game plan. So who know? Who knows if that will translate? Yeah. Bobby Tunyon's been blocking a ton um, this year just because of the... Basically, he, he ends up having to help chip block any time a backup offensive tackle comes into the game. and Oh, like
1: constantly now.
2: We're, yeah, I, this year it's just been one thing or another. I mean, now it's the appendectomy with, with box So,
1: um, so wait, okay, who is going to be playing uh, on the offensive line? Is Bach in? He's on the So, interport.
2: yeah, Bach's been limited back-to-back practices. First time he's practiced since the Friday of week 13 against Chicago. He had an emergency appendectomy. I would assume he's going to go, honestly. Um, I would assume that he's going to go. So I think left to right, the offensive line will be Bach, um, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon Jr., and then Josh Nyman, who is also on the injury report for shoulder injury, but he was limited in back-to-back practices too. The fifth, the sixth guy off the bench would be Zach Tom, the fourth round rookie. He's actually been doing pretty good. Yeah, he's um, all right. Great pass blocker is maybe three hundred pounds right now is, is the big thing. I mean, he can kind of get ran through by some of these bigger guys, and that worries oh, what, me a lot Darius, if he goes man. against the Darius. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Also, the length of Denell Hunter, like that's, that's yeah, be a thing, pretty thing well. too. Uh,
1: I mean, okay, so we've seen a couple of games of injured Bakhtiari. Uh, play, And then we've seen it. Obviously, we've seen a career of him playing healthy. It seemed like two different players.
2: Box actually been pretty good when he's on the field, I think. So I don't know if we differ there, but he, he's been pretty good on. I, I think PFFs graded him pretty high, too, right. um, in terms of pass protection stuff. So when box on the field, he's good. That is not the issue. That is I just, just it's is he, he going to be there. Just
1: getting him on the field. Yep. Yeah. Let, let me take a look at his PFF grade. Live fact checking, just because I never trust you. That's and fair. I yeah. <laughs> all right, we got ah. It's all right, actually. Uh, he had a so if, if we if we throw away twenty twenty one, which only had twenty seven snaps, th- it is his lowest grade.
2: His lowest graded season. Yeah. I'm not surprised about that. Has it gotten better as the season went along? The first couple weeks. Yeah. The, the first it was yeah week three,
1: four, and five were pretty bad. Rough. Yeah, the
2: the first couple weeks he was a little ginger on that leg, um, on his plant leg, but since then he's basically looked like Bakhtiari. I'm not I'm not really worried about him at all as long as he's on the field. Yeah, John Runnin Jr. Uh, bad? Uh, no, I wouldn't say bad. Um, I thought coming into the year he was underrated, probably. Um, now less in love with him, but he's been pretty he's been pretty solid. The the one marked man. On the offensive line, I think, in my opinion, it's Josh Myers.
1: Yeah, I know that. Yeah, Um, I mean, that's probably who Z is going to go after, probably Josh Myers. Just wondering about John Runyon because, you know, I saw like four or five games of him looking pretty bad. So
2: John Runyon has never had a penalty called against him.
1: Okay, that is pretty wild.
2: And he's played like a ton of snaps. Like it's an absurd amount of snaps for as few penalties as he's had in his career. It's kind of crazy. uh,
1: Oh, you mean ever in his career?
2: Oh, yeah, ever.
1: Ah, uh, PFF has him with one penalty in 2021. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Uh, let me t- let me take a look at the key. Was it maybe uh, declined? It was declined. So he had a penalty didn't call, happen. but it didn't count. Good <laughs> didn't, night. didn't happen. Didn't happen.
2: <laughs> Wouldn't show up on Pro Football Reference. So another, <laughs> another point on the scoreboard for justice.
1: All right. Uh so you can effectively hide his penalties. Let's talk about this receiver group. So Christian Watson, you do expect him to play. Um North Dakota Julio, is he is he all together? Is he good now?
2: I think so. Yeah. Um I mean they use him in a pretty specific role to just kind of like beat man coverage. That's the one thing. What's the role? Tell me about it. <laughs> the the role? It's yeah. crossers and shot plays. <laughs> <laughs> It's, cro- it's crossers and shot plays, and then sometimes like jet stuff, but they've been wow. doing less and cro- less of that. Crossers
1: more. aren't real. Everyone's running cover six. Co- crossers don't exist.
2: All right. Well, when they get man or cover one, they <laughs> used to not be able to do anything. And then since the Cowboys game, they've just been running crossers with Watson.
1: All right. So the Vikings have been running a lot more man the past two weeks. Uh, I think when they're. Since halftime of the Colts game, which is a pretty important distinction, uh, they're like fourth in the NFL on blitz rate and like second in the no, not second, because the Lions and the Dolphins are crazy. Uh like fifth in the NFL in man coverage rate. So might happen. I'd
2: love to see it. You'd love to see it.
1: Okay, so do you trust um super athlete, but uh, I, I don't know. I'm just going to call him dumb because he's from NDSU and uh, still needs technical work. Christian Watson, very, very high wonderlick
2: score, by the way. Or,
1: or uh, I mean, you can train for that. That's that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> okay. um, or super smart, less of an athlete nowadays. Patrick Peterson.
2: Uh, I'd like to throw at Patrick Peterson. That's cool with me. I'm not worried it's about. that. It's interesting.
1: The numbers on throwing to Patrick Peterson, they look good for Peterson. And then you watch the film, and it's.
2: Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that Vikings sure. defense. <laughs> I've seen that Vikings defense. I am not worried about the secondary. Uh, I'm yeah. they're, up they're, front.
1: They're, they're a fourth quarter defense. I'll just say that. All right.
2: All right. We'll <laughs> see how long. You, you were talking to me about small trends in mean, the fourth quarter defense.
1: Yeah, you but that, slimy, over the course, it's not basket. a small trend. It's over the course of the whole season, fourth quarter defense. Okay. It's a whole All season right. trend. All right. <laughs> sure uh alan lazard is he still on the offense he is still on the
2: offense he has been doing a ton of dirty work for
1: them um he had blocking or like three yard catches or what
2: no no um a bunch of a bunch of it's it's weird because he is somehow he is somehow the blocking guy that like they insert down almost to like a tight end against the dolphins he had a play where he knocked three guys out um like bowling pins on the same uh pin and pull run and then uh, they'll also just like throw like chemistry shot back shoulder stuff to him. Like he's the okay. back shoulder guy on this team.
1: That that makes me feel like I'm still right about the tight end take. Then
2: what tight end take?
1: That he that he should have come out of college as a tight end.
2: Uh, maybe I mean, but they split him out. I mean, I, I, I think, think he, tight ends never do that. That's a good point. I think I think he's as far as wide receivers go, he has the best case of like being considered a tight end. Like. He's probably more of a tight end than like Mike Geseki is on paper.
1: Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. It may be Darren Waller too. Right.
2: Yeah. Waller and probably like
1: Mark Kelsey. Andrews. Maybe
2: Pitts. There's a couple guys, but there's there's not too it's, many. Pitts is a good one.
1: Um. All right. Uh. Romeo Dubs. What's going on there?
2: Um. Really good hands. Uh. Just not a very big dude, and can kind of get bullied in main coverage. He's he's he was kind of. The one rut that that stopped them from being able to kind of compete when he was being showcased instead of Christian yeah. Watson, I think, because when you play him in man, it's just it, it gets a little tough. Because in theory, he's supposed to be like a little route runner guy, but he's just so thin that like he's not able to get off press necessarily.
1: It, it felt like that they wanted to go in that direction when the Watson thing wasn't working out, and they were comfortable with who he was as a player. Yeah, uh, in order to feature him, and it just like. That particular issue, the physicality, the size thing that just made it impossible,
2: yeah. and he's still he's still a good route runner when it comes to like if he's getting off coverage and you need to have him run like a double move or something like that, he can do that. He's a really he's a really clean catcher of the football. so he gets like some of the the stuff that you see Aaron Rodgers throw to like Randall Cobb over the middle on third down. He'll do that like on base downs for them, mm-hmm. basically. But yeah, I mean, getting up in his face and playing press in that way—that's that's like his Achilles heel right now.
1: Like the opposite of Christian Watson, then.
2: Yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't think he's, I don't think he's s- slow. Right. Yeah. No. They're both. But he's fast, definitely but not like a crazy yeah. burner or anything like that.
1: So they complement each other. Yeah. In theory, like as as this uh, as this team develops, maybe when they're competitive in twenty twenty four. Okay. <laughs> We
2: can hey, we can do a lot of stuff with the Cavs face next year. We'll uh, see.
1: what? Wait, well, tell me, what can you do with the Cavs face next year? What's going on? Push
2: everyone's money forward <laughs>
1: <laughs> and worry about it for another day. Are you uh, franchising Jordan Love? How's, how's that working? Or not? You? He's not franchising. Are you mm-hmm. going to do the fifth year option on him?
2: They've already said that they're going to. They, they already said, said so that they are the going. Yeah, they, they said, said they've so? seen enough. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna play it, dude. They're gonna play it where Jordan Love is under contract, rookie year deal next year. The year after that's fifth year option, and then the year after that, we're talking about a potential franchise tag. Maybe.
1: Yeah, this guy's life is hell. All right,
2: he can't do a <laughs> damn thing. What's he gonna do? Say, I'm not gonna show up to OTAs. Neither's Aaron.
1: <laughs>
2: Neither's Aaron.
1: Uh, so when when Rogers forces his way out to the Jets, you think Jordan Love's not gonna happening. be ready? Uh, well, you I mean, think- what well, come on? Matt Lafleur is there, right? You, Mike can vouch for, for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron
2: Rodgers this week was saying that you can't uh, fact check him with Reuters because he knows where Reuters funding comes from. Do you oh, think so that's perfect man- for
1: New York? Oh my gosh! Do you
2: think that man is going to go anywhere near a New York Times building? No <laughs> chance.
1: Well, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't matter, right? He could be at a New York Post building. Right. He'll, he'll be perfectly at home. I don't think post. New York's his vibe. Uh, probably not. I but, think there's a better chance of Vegas, and I still think that's like a 0% chance. Well, because of the Devontae Adams and maybe Josh McDaniels thing?
2: Yeah, We'll see. I mean, Hackett's out of a gig, right? I New York team's real good, though. I I understand, and that quarterback's real bad. I get it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I It we'll would see. be fun. Plus, I mean, we'll see get if maybe
2: to... LaFleur is even the OC there.
1: That's true. That's true. But I mean, I I don't know. He can he can show up Brett Favre by actually winning a ring there that Brett Favre couldn't. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, it feels like he's been motivated. And then he goes to
2: Minnesota the year after. Is this this what you're playing for? You
1: said that, not me. Uh, That's that's a justice invention. Um, But yeah, I mean, why not? (laughs) I don't I don't want to do this. Well, okay, but but Kirk Cousins won't be under contract then in 2024. It's you perfect. guys will give
2: him another extension, don't? Don't you worry? Why don't you say you guys?
1: I'm not. I'm not giving anyone an extension. I don't have that kind of money.
2: <laughs> well, you're an, an owner. owner. That's I different. Friend. I am. I am an owner. <laughs> uh, sorry. Have you sir. Have you
1: received any dividends uh, since then? By the way.
2: No, that's not how this thing works. We can vote. Yeah, I mean, we're buying
1: into democracy. Buying it. That's the anti-democracy. <laughs> Correct. for-profit, non-profit. All right. Is there anything on the offense you want to tell me? Oh, Samari Touré, is he real?
2: Um, I mean, you, if you Watson like a, doesn't go, he'll probably get a couple snaps, but... He had a couple of games where he like,
1: showed up, right? Like, it felt kind of interesting? Yeah,
2: but that was when they were dealing, dealing with a lot of wide receiver injuries. He's right. kind of fallen uh, out of sight, out of mind, as of recently. But I'm, I'm sure if, if Watson doesn't go, just in terms of... Uh, just the numbers at wide receiver, he'll probably get a couple snaps. But are you worried about like Watson's uh,
1: long term health? I think I think he's had more games injured <laughs> than healthy over the past three years.
2: He's had three knee
1: surgeries. Yeah, that's not good. Um. So yeah. So, yeah, so the answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> like kinda a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so you, okay, you have receiver Andrew Booth is what you're saying. Sure. Is Booth hurt again? He's on IR, man.
2: No way. I didn't yeah. see him on the injury report, so I didn't know. Yeah, wow. no, he's, he's,
1: he's gone, man.
2: <laughs> I mean, that was the whole thing with him, man. It was always yeah, – Did uh, he do you hear talent.
1: this uh, after uh, – in, um, in the in the presser where he introduced himself after the Vikings drafted him, he was like, this will be the first time I've started a season healthy since middle school. No way. Didn't he have like, you didn't he or, like a yeah.
2: kidney thing or something like that coming out?
1: I don't think he had a kidney thing. I mean I he had know. like I eight yeah eight things. Um but yeah, one of them was abdominal. So, it is probably what you're thinking about.
2: Yeah, I think that was probably the hernia. I don't know how things work. I I learned what an appendectomy was this month. So
1: It's in the neck. Okay, whatever. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've seen the questions that you ask, so that that actually makes sense. Uh anything else in the offense you want to tell me about?
2: Um, they can score points. That's pretty much it. No,
1: I I don't know, man. That feels. We can take. score
2: points now. We're back. We're that back. Feels, that feels and t- we will never die <laughs> And we have the next quarterback.
1: Wait, Jordan That's Love? I to say.
2: Yeah, Is he Jordan? had like eight passes against the Eagles that looked pretty good.
1: The eight passes looked good?
2: Yeah, fifth year option. That's where we're at now, baby. I'm, I'm in. I'm in again.
1: I'm I'm excited. I- there's nothing I can say that can make you look more pathetic than you already look right now. Defense. Uh Devontae Wyatt, is he seeing the field? So he is now. Dean Lowry
2: just went on injured reserve. Oh, that's right. That's right, yeah. So so Wyatt got a career high twenty-four snaps in this past game on defense. Wyatt was a guy who's been flashing consistently um through the year or through the second half of the season, I should say. But he's only been getting like five snaps a game. So we're gonna get an extended look at him for the first time. Against the Vikings. I mean, they really don't have even one more body at the end. I mean, it's going to be Jaron Reed, Devontae Wyatt, and Kenny Clark at nose. TJ Slayton is their backup nose. And then the only other guy that they have rostered on on the team right now is uh, Jonathan Ford, who's the third string nose, who hasn't been active for a single game. So,
1: yeah, he was drafted in the seventh round this year, right? Yeah, he's. We've had an, a
2: reoccurring bit at APC about like, what what's what does he do here? Like, why is this guy still on the team? Everyone else has at least like played in a game, and then it's just Jonathan Ford hanging out. <laughs> so I think they're gonna like use a practice. They probably are gonna on Saturday call up um Chris Slayton from the practice squad to just be eligible for the game.
1: Uh Syracuse, right?
2: Yep. That's yeah. a sicko thing that you knew that. I didn't even know that when
1: he came. <laughs> Uh, Syracuse just played the Gophers, so I'm going to use that as my excuse. Pinstripe ball, right? Yeah. The, Big one. Yeah, huge, huge bowl game. My uh, Ducks
2: also played in a baseball stadium. I didn't know. Like <laughs> <How'd> they do. <laughs> it's always a bad sign when, when your terrible. college football season ends in a baseball stadium. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, man, we could have been doing so many other things.
1: The, uh I mean, the, the Ducks had goals this year, right? Like that's That's the worst part.
2: I mean, well, Pac-12, yeah, I guess, yeah, they fell, sh- they fell sh- one game short of making Pac-12 championship game, but
1: USC opened the door too.
2: Yeah, well, Bo- I mean, Bo Nix was a starting quarterback, man. I don't, I don't know okay, if I have yeah. expectations <laughs> yeah.
1: coming into this year. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying they had goals. All right. Uh, okay, so this defensive line, remarkably, I guess, injured, right? Um, also,
2: I, can't other than like Wyatt and Clark. And again, Wyatt has been on the bench for most of the season. You could not pay Jaron Reed and Dean Lowry to make a TFL. It's absurd. How many snaps they played was how little impact. And now Jaron Reed is probably coming off of his biggest impact game um, against the Miami dolphins, where he even uh, forced a, a, a forced fumble. And then Devonte Wyatt is now injected into the defensive line. So, We're, like, more optimistic after the Dean Lowry injury than we've been the entire season. But, yeah, it's still not good. And it's really, like, it's one injury away from, like, if you could use two tight ends the entire game and just maul us.
1: Good to know. I don't don't know if Irv Smith is going to be activated from IR, so that's probably not going to happen. Um, Preston Smith's looking pretty good.
2: Yeah, he's solid and kind of, like the surprise of the season is kind of the outside linebacker depth that the team had Um going yeah, into the season. You, you
1: didn't, you didn't trust the draft pick, right? Kingsley, whatever. Well,
2: I actually kind of, did I not trust him? I kind of liked him coming out. I mean, you it was him. like it was a relative thing with a fifth round pick. Like yeah, he was yeah, mocked yeah. as a second rounder. Like I thought this was solid. He's, he was a little light though. And then still kind of shows up, but he's been pretty solid. And then they picked up uh Justin Hollins off of waivers, which, It sounds dumb, but he's such a step ahead of Tipa Nalia and Jonathan Garvin that like him being the third outside linebacker now that Rashawn Gary is out has like actually given them like viable pass rusher snaps. And that's all they were asking for because Garvin and Tipa just bring nothing to the table. Tipa just got released off of injured reserve uh, this past week and Jonathan Garvin is just a Special teams outside linebacker now, which is like a role they don't use anyone other than Garvin in.
1: <laughs> okay, but at
2: least he's on the field, unlike Jonathan Ford. So, uh,
1: okay, Devondre Campbell is uh, phenomenal. Quay Walker has been playing really eh. Well. Eh. well. I
2: would contend on both of those. Every Packers fan just screamed hearing this. This uh, is great. I okay, I love but, this. Uh, Devondre's been a roller coaster all year, and so is Quay. I mean, Quay will do something crazy like tip a pass that he has no right tipping at all, and then he'll just get mowed over when he's a drop-down guy on the line of scrimmage the very next play. So I I think the outside linebackers are very, very shaky right now.
1: Okay, so what happened to Devontae Campbell? You just
2: had the one season in him? Dude, I have no idea. People have said, like, I don't know. It's just kind of like the weak narrative, I would say, of, like, oh, he was in a contract year and got paid. But, like, they named him a team captain. Over Jair Alexander and stuff. So, I mean, I I don't think
1: he mailed it in or anything. I just all right. So, so my take from way back that he's just Paul Warlow is correct. He's a much better athlete than Paul Warlow. <laughs> yeah, I think I said fast Paul Warlow. I don't remember what okay. I check. Well, yeah. that
2: that's a huge difference. <laughs>
1: Okay, so Devondre Campbell's, okay, so I uh, did not love the Quay Walker pick. You pushed back. You said you liked him a lot because, I kind of remember the quote, you actually watched film, I think was something along those lines. <laughs> um, how do you feel about that? Is he still worth the first-round pick if you don't, if he's been playing this this poorly? Inconsistently, maybe?
2: Inconsistently, yeah, because he's a crazy super athlete. I mean, it is what it is. Like, he was, he was also kind of sprung into a role they weren't expecting him to fill at certain points, too, because Campbell went down with an injury, so like rookie Quay Walker was having to be the green dot next to Chris Barnes and, and Isaiah McDuffie, you know, their other inside linebackers. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. Don't forget Eric Wilson, former Viking.
2: Yeah. Former Viking. He's, he's a special teams ace for them. Yeah, I don't even know. He's a great special teamer. If, yeah. He, he shouldn't even, he's one of those guys. There's a couple of safeties too, like uh Dalton Levin and stuff like that, where it's like, it, they shouldn't even have a position other than like this dude plays yeah. every single special teams. That's, that's who Eric Wilson is. Yeah, you got
1: to figure out which meeting room to go to. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Jerry, okay. So the Packers still play sides, right? With the corners. Yep. Uh, Jerry Alexander seems to not love this, but he doesn't say that.
2: Oh, he says it sometimes.
1: Okay. So he said it
2: after the Vikings game and he was like, you could have put me on Justin Jefferson the entire game. I would have been okay with that.
1: All right. So I've seen enough Nick Olson tweets. Do you even know who Nick Olson is? Nick Olson. Uh, he's a Is he a media guy. member? Yeah. yeah no, yeah, no, no. He's not. He's not a media member. He's a Viking Twitter guy. Um, where he just has a bunch of clips of of Justin Jefferson being Jair Alexander man covers.
2: I believe it. I mean, Jair can get Jair's gotten got in this season more than I've seen him before, and maybe it's. I mean, I don't think it's a, a Joe Barry problem. Be, eh, I don't know. It's hard to say because sometimes it's just like Terry McLaurin just mossing him, and it's like.
1: Okay, well, that's terrible.
2: That's not a scheme. That's not a scheme problem. Well, it's always good wide receivers. It's not like he's getting got by by well, bad can, guys.
1: That makes Jair Alexander sound like just a good corner. Then
2: I would. I, that's how I would explain this season. Yeah. Okay. And I'm actually, I'm actually kind of surprised he's our only Pro Bowler. Like Aaron Jones has a, been a better player than Jair Alexander has been this year, for example.
1: Who's the best player on the team?
2: <sighs> I think it's Aaron Jones.
1: Yeah, Man, this is a lot about Rogers. I think we know where we are with Rogers then. All right. Uh he's been he's he's
2: yeah. had like three injuries now.
1: Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, okay, so uh the cornerback group, Jared Alexander, Rizul Douglas still, right? Uh yep. and what who's playing next?
2: Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> um so so Keyshawn's been uh slotted in as the nickel corner recently. But now, you know, who knows what's going on with the groin injury. Um, yeah. He's missed back-to-back days. They were optimistic he could play. Who knows? Maybe they just keep him off of special teams and try to keep him keep him rested, which would be a, a big like, win because he can auto, you know, he could take a kick return from the end zone to the 30 consistently. Yeah. So at this point, what they did last game, which was a really, they had a really weird game last game in the secondary. They started with Adrian Amos and Rudy Ford, bench Rudy Ford for Darnell Savage. What? And, Yeah, and then when Keyshawn got hurt, they ended up using Tariq Carpenter and Ennis Gaines, two guys who were – Ennis Gaines was actually brought up from the practice squad in season. Um,
1: I've never heard of Ennis Gaines?
2: TCU kid. He was another guy who got hurt, and then they they, like redshirted him. Um, He's kind of like a strong safety type of guy. But they used those two safeties in the nickel role.
1: I knew Um, that Chris Slayton was from Syracuse, and I've never heard of Ennis Gaines. Yeah. (laughs) All right.
2: Okay. So Uh, those are like potential, I mean, I don't even know, I I think if, I think their best approach might be to, like, if you're going to start Savage at safety, then on, in nickel looks, use Ford as the other safety, and then have Savage play the nickel, might be the best way to do it, but. I don't know. We we haven't seen that on film.
1: Which is different than when the Packers used to put three safeties on the field because that was a dime look. They put someone in a linebacker. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it would be Adrian Amos playing inside linebacker, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They don't really play dime anymore.
1: That's kind of gone out the window. uh, Wasn't there a safety, that Black, something like that, that played a lot in the dime package? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Black. Um, He wasn't very good. He ended up not
1: getting an RFA
2: tag placed on him and oh, then geez. spent like two weeks with the Giants this offseason. season.
1: That was rough. Um, okay. So Rudy Ford, Darnell Savage. I, I've i always been a fan of Darnell Savage. I think that he has a lot of talent. What happened, man?
2: A lot of untapped talent. Still hasn't been tapped. I don't know if Joe Barry's <laughs> the guy to tap it. That's, I mean, that's sincerely, that's the issue. I mean, well, that, That and that he was drafted to play in Mike Penton's scheme, which would have put him in more man coverage looks, right? And now he's having to be a zone corner where, especially in this quarters system where you're supposed to fit the run pretty consistently. And it just hasn't been a good fit. And they haven't really, he hasn't taken those steps in progression. I think he's still kind of the same guy that he's always been. But, I mean, he was just benched recently, and they still have him on the hook for a fifth-year option next year. so.
1: How do knows you solve a problem up? like Joe Barry?
2: Cut him. Fire him fire his ass. Bring in Jim Leonard. Oh, that's right, Jim Leonard, Wisconsin legend. And he hasn't signed with anyone in college football. And those signings have happened. Like yeah, Illinois what's the deal hired with that? the DC I don't understand. And stuff. So you know what's going on there? With Jim Leonard? I think yeah. he's he's getting a look at the league. He's gonna be in the NFL next year. I'm putting my money on that.
1: Yeah. With the Packers. Mm-hmm.
2: I think they're an option.
1: He was um, he he wasn't a Patton guy, was he? Was he? I yes, feel like he was. Yeah, yeah. he
2: was. A, he was a Patton guy. The, the big he, like, one. He that like was he like travel
1: watch. around with Patton and like teach Patton's scheme to the rest of the players, if I remember correctly.
2: Yeah. Um. The the big thing that I was worried about was maybe Illinois was going to hire him as DC. His uh-huh. last year he played under Brett Bielema, and Brett Bielema's DC just got hired to be Purdue's head coach. Um. They're a pretty loaded team on the defensive side. They ended up making a hire, so it doesn't seem like Leonard is going to be in college football. He also turned down the Wisconsin DC job when yeah, Fickle yeah. got the uh, head coaching gig officially. So, um, optimistic that we could pull off Leonard. Leonard was the guy who turned down the Packers the first time he was their first option when they ended up hiring Barry, which was Lafleur's actual first defensive coordinator hire because they kept Pettin and didn't want to buy him out.
1: Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, are you much happier with Rich Passaccia now than you were at the beginning of the season? Or at the middle yeah, of the season? I think so. Yeah.
2: I think so. They've they've definitely turned it around. I mean, the fact that Keyshawn is doing a lot, too. <laughs> I mean, the I mean, fact that Keyshawn's part of it, yeah. been doing great on returns. I mean, that was the one thing that they really had to worry about. They had a, a dumb uh fake punt last game that just went absolutely nowhere. Oh, and apparently familiar. they didn't have a way to get out of it. Which what? probably probably put that in this week? Yeah, that's what Lafleur said in the presser this week. Um, probably put I've, that okay. in.
1: I've, I've never heard of that. I've only heard of you get into fake punts when you get the look. Yeah, it was the opposite,
2: and and the way Lafleur <laughs> explained it is what? they hadn't they hadn't put a fake punt on tape. So I don't know if it was like if we potentially go on a playoff run or if we need a big play in one of these games at the end of the year. Like we got we we got to put a fake on film so that we don't have to like go against like full-blown punt block so i don't i don't know if that's what it is or what but
1: but that's they, insane like you you have a multiple game yes with, okay yes all right
2: it's a, it was a nuts <laughs> thing. it was very ambitious it was very ambitious
1: who out- knows if we're ever gonna punt again this offense is too good
2: yeah outside of that nothing really to complain about i mean mason crosby's leg is not what it used to be. He's yeah. not kicking through the end zone or anything like that, but I mean that is what it is. I mean, he he just broke Brett's record for consecutive games played last week and he had a big he he's had some big moments this year, so it's not like they were going to cut him mid-season.
1: Yeah, Packers are uh dead last in touchback percentage on kickoffs, dead last in total touchbacks. That's uh that's a leg issue that's not like a completely I mean, obviously they work with it, but it's not like a completely intentional thing.
2: No. This is, it's been, it's been like this for a while. I mean, it's been worse this year than it has been in the past. But yeah, I mean, his, his leg is dwindling. Uh, Kenny is a pretty good
1: kick returner. You worried?
2: A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. And yeah, he was, he was a very good kick returner. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I appreciate that.
1: Probably, um, what, uh, the Dallas kid, Keyshawn Nixon and Kenny, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, wow, we went through that real fast. Uh, Anything else you want to add about the Packers? Well, okay, um, bigger frauds. The thirteen and three was it the twenty nineteen Packers everyone was mad about at the time? <laughs> okay, or uh, or the upcoming thirteen and four Vikings.
2: I think that Packers team was a bigger fraud.
1: <laughs> I, re- I really do. <laughs> uh, I think Bukowski disagrees. Uh, I don't know. That team was
2: bad. That team went to the NFC championship game and I was laughing when they were just getting pummeled by the Falcons. Like Aaron <laughs> Rubkowski fumbled a ball in that game. That was a dumb team. Okay. That yeah. That was a dumb team. I, I, I know did what. did not deserve to be there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. How do you, how do you handle fraud discussion? You're, you're a seasoned veteran of the, our winning team is a fraud discussion. How do you handle it? Um.
2: Usually, you point to rings, but you guys can't really do that, can oh, you? Oh
1: wow! Oh my god!
2: <laughs> Layup! <Lord>. <laughs> Lay Layup! I I want you to know, the only reason Packers fans are even watching games at this point is like, can we sneak into the playoffs and beat the Vikings in the playoffs? Because okay, oh, I feel oh. like we, if we this make your- it in, this dude, our third Super Bowl, our third <laughs> Super Bowl, it was it was beating McCarthy. Sweeping mm-hmm. the sweeping the Bears, and then potentially beating the Vikings like twice in three weeks or whatever.
1: Okay, that, that's, so that's well, this Super is Bowl. okay. So, so this is half a Super Bowl ring for the for the Packers. This yes, it's game.
2: one step. It's one step toward. It's not even half though, because who knows if we actually get you guys in the playoffs if we make it. But it's step towards that Super Bowl ring, certainly. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all we got. We're, this team isn't going to win a Super Bowl.
1: This Actually team isn't not. going on
2: a run. This Actually team is not, not good enough to do that, but we might be able to be good enough to beat you in your own stadium in the playoffs. And that's what we're happy about.
1: <laughs> I, the Vikings have never had an embarrassing loss at home in the playoffs. I don't know what you're talking about. Not once. Not once. Not once. Uh, all right, score prediction.
2: Ooh. The, the total was high in this game. And I agree with that because I don't think either of these teams can play defense. No, I've um, never
1: even heard of defense.
2: Uh let's just do like twenty-eight, twenty-four. That seems easy. Packers. Twenty,
1: twenty four. So they cover? Because they opened at minus four and now it's been bet down to minus three.
2: Yeah, sure. Packers cover.
1: All right. Well, uh I mean you're wrong and also stupid, so uh twenty eight, twenty four fight <laughs> kicks. Okay. I hate totals, man. I hate totals. I have no idea how to do them.
2: I there's yeah. I just stay away because that's how I lose money. I want to talk to you about this Vikings team, though. Yeah, 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 let's go. Okay. So Garrett Bradbury and Ezra Cleveland are in, on the injury report. That's your left guard and center.
1: Yeah, and Ezra Cleveland is, like, kind of good.
2: Is he? Yeah,
1: I mean, he's not awful.
2: So your best – he's, what, top three lineman then? He's the most important guy who's on the interior?
1: uh yeah if by most important guy you mean best but i feel like the most yeah. important guy is always your worst that's
2: that's a good point yeah that's that is how i feel about josh myers <laughs> correct <laughs> yeah, right, you're right um what does tj
1: hawkinson brought you he's good is he yeah no he's he's good. i mean he just had his game right tj hawkinson had a tj hawkinson game um no, he, he was averaging more receiving yards a game in his final uh, season with the Lions than he'd ever had, despite the fact that the Lions were throwing less than they'd ever had. Um, he just got 109 yards in this game against the Giants. Uh, a bunch of really impressive catches. Um, he, so, so he's right now, he's at 55 and a half yards a game, um, which is still higher than anything he did with the Lions. But what he, what he's primarily – so he's doing contested catches. He's not great at contested catches, if I'm being 100% honest. Uh, he's doing red zone stuff. He's actually pretty good at the red zone stuff. Um, but primarily what he does is he gives the Vikings a better underneath option, and they've been running deeper routes with Justin Jefferson. And, uh, and because of that, like, you know, occupying the safety type stuff, uh, Jefferson's uh, yards per target and average depth of target have gone up pretty dramatically.
2: Don't like that don't like the sound of that. So do you okay honestly I want to have an honest discussion about Kevin O'Connell. I I really don't have that big of an opinion um other than me joking with you last time we had this podcast where I was like I don't know this is the same system, right? <laughs> is is has there been a considerable jump with the offense in your opinion?
1: Ah uh, I mean yes and no. So like uh the, the difficult thing is the offense needed to be in situations to score much more often last year, right? Because of how many times they just gave up leads at halftime, which wasn't happening this year, right? So um, there's like fewer possessions where you're like always attempting to, to score through the ball, right? Um, but I mean, the Vikings are still like a pretty it's good Which is crazy
2: offense. considering how yeah. many times you guys have played in close games.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they start games with leads and they don't, like, screw them up until late in the third quarter. So there's not, yeah. like, a ton of... Um, I mean, but they're scoring, like, two points a drive. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the offense is a little bit better. Um, the uh, the When you take into account factors like, you know, tur- turnover percentage, um, that's gone down. It's actually one of the lower ones in the league. Uh, when you take into account, like, you know, the scoring percentage is down, um, but a lot of that is right. like Greg Joseph is missing, um, which has been resolved <laughs> over the past couple of weeks, I guess. I don't know. kicker, small samples, you know, the whole story there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I would say that the offense is better. Uh, it's just kind of difficult to fully quantify it in, in ways to compare it to last year's offense.
2: When it comes to the like putting away a lead thing, is it the Shanahan thing where it's like. The drive before the last drive, it's just like, oh, man he's going to run it twice and then throw an incompletion. Like he's just, he he's his butt's tight. His butt's <laughs> tight. That's, I mean, you could see it with Shanahan every single time at the end of those games, right. Where he, he's got a one score lead and he's just like, I'm, you can, there's, you could waterboard him. And he would still call in two run plays on the first two plays of that drive. You know what I mean? Is it one of those type of situations with O'Connell, or, or what's happening where they can't put away these games?
1: Uh It's it's less the play calling and more that um, you know. Again, being one hundred percent honest, I mean, Cousins isn't as good as he was last year. That's just true. He's less <laughs> <laughs> I, it's True. I don't know. <Ooh>. You feel like you've discovered gold, man. You feel like you've discovered I an mean, El Dorado or something. Oh what?
2: man, that's two picks. I love it. <laughs> that's that's I mean. That's honestly what frustrated me the most is I watched back that Vikings Packers game. He didn't give a DB a single chance that entire game to make a play on the ball. Not one. Mm-hmm. It was frustrating cuz usually we play Kirk and he'll, he'll give us a couple opportunities. That that game nothing. Nothing at all. It was frustrating.
1: I will say this, Cousins has played some of the best football I've ever seen him play over the last three weeks. I've no idea what that's about. But over the course of most Small of the sample season, size. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Um yeah, Packers win streak doesn't count, same thing. Um, but I I don't know. Like he's he's been less accurate. Um, he's been um slower to get the ball out on standard dropbacks, but there's been like fewer play actions so the time mm-hmm. to throw is actually better than it was last year or faster i should say but the actual like when you account for the factors involved in the play he's been slower to get um the ball out and get hit his reads in the right way because o'connell has extended his reads to try and get more deep shots out there that don't require play action um and uh, and he's had a little bit of trouble with uh with getting that entirely within sync of the offense so um, the timing is off, the accuracy is off, uh, but he's improvising a lot better than he ever has. Um, that statistically, you know, means that he's a much worse quarterback than he was last year. But uh, you know, it also means eleven and zero in one score game. <laughs> uh, I don't know; it's, it's weird. It Also,
2: means scoreboard haters.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what it means. Uh, sure. But like, the thing is, like, I don't know, kind of what is sustainability and what's not, right? Because. Usually, the the way that you get past a lot of these statistical hurdles when it comes to things like consistency and sustainability, predictiveness and stability, is uh, taking a look at what traits are driving them and what traits are repeatable. So, like for example, play under pressure as a statistic is not very sustainable, but how a quarterback right. reacts to pressure as a quality or as a trait is kind of sustainable. right. It's
2: like Zach Wilson spazzes exactly. when he's pressured. Like yeah, that's exactly. a trait. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And you can see it in the way that they kind of like on film respond to to things, whether or not they're bailing too early or they're leaning outside of or leaning away from pressure when they're throwing and that changes their trajectory or whatever. Right. And from a traits perspective, Cousins is doing really remarkable stuff under pressure. It's I've never seen this in my life. Uh, I don't know. I was going
2: to say that's I've always thought of Kirk and Jared. Goff. I mean, I know they're in the division, but Kirk and Jared Goff is the guys like. If they have a clean pocket, they can look. They can put up numbers, right? Maybe, maybe it's not like the crazy arm angles or like a strong arm throw or anything like that. But they can put up numbers. It's when you pressure them that things get really funky on them. So, oh yeah, yeah.
1: no, I mean he's Dad Jimmy, right? Like he's. It, it it like it, it's it's really unusual to see. I mean, he's scrambling better, he's generating first downs with his legs, uh, he's uh moving around in the pocket to get open throws a little bit. Like it's just it's stuff I've never seen from him before. So uh huh. that that is kind of like the push and pull when it comes to what's sustainable and what's not and whether or not you know, some elements of this close, I mean, obviously the close score thing is just not sustainable, but some elements of it, like the fact that O'Connell's managing the game clock better than most coaches in the NFL are low bar, um, you know, might help with, you know, kind of pushing the margin to the close game record. So it is a difficult thing to kind of parse.
2: I don't like that that was positive about the Vikings. I want to talk about your secondary oh, loose seems on IR Andrew oh, Booth man. is on IR. I just learned that about Booth. Cameron <laughs> On the injury report. Um
1: wait, Cameron Dancer's not on IR, he's on the injury report.
2: I believe so. Hope so.
1: I thought it was on a, IR.
2: Uh I don't think so. Fact check that.
1: Uh let's see. Uh, I just I Googled it. Vikings versus Packers injury report sees Cam Dancer removed.
2: Okay. So he's removed off of the injury report. Might not be a hundred percent. Shannon Sullivan, is he your starting nickel?
1: Oh yeah, I can't, no. Cam Dancer is actually no. He should be available. Okay, great. Um Janet Sullivan isn't starting. Nickel. That is how's that going? A fact. Um, <laughs> he's a he's a he,
2: player he in the NFL. Been, he has been. Shannon Sullivan is an American football quarter cor- cornerback.
1: He has been healthy league. enough to play enough cornerback snaps that he has given up more yards from the slot than any other corner. No corner can say that they were healthy enough to see that many snaps. Nice. Besides him.
2: What's a Duke Shelley?
1: Uh, He is a surprisingly good player. Okay, I I will say this about Shannon Sullivan. He has great moments and they're almost always taken away. Like, yeah. Yep. It it sucks. Like, he had two fumble returns against uh, Indianapolis that were taken away by penalty. I'm sure you knew about that. Um, Fumble return touchdowns, by the way, that were taken away. Um, He had a a great interception that's been taken away by penalty. Penalties that he doesn't cause, right? Um, So there's that. Duke Shelley is like, kind of good i don't trust it but uh every time he's been on the field he's like played pretty well i mean there's one game where he gave up a fair amount of yardage but they you know the vikings saw injuries to cam dancer uh andrew booth uh, caleb evans is the fourth round pick he's got a concussion um and um and they had to start duke shelley who they signed off the bears practice squad and i feel like if you're not good enough to be a backup on the bears um, you're probably not a good player, and Duke Shelley is probably a good player. Uh, he's done all right. That said, uh, he is the guy that if Aaron Rodgers wasn't targeting chand Sullivan all game, which I fully expect, um, <laughs> he uh, I, Aaron Rodgers would probably target him all game, and it would probably turn out better than when, when Aaron Rodgers targeted Chris Boyd all game last year. Okay. All right. like he, I, mean, I, I don't, I, I, don't think he should start, right? But like uh-huh. the fact that he's starting is not as catastrophic as I thought.
2: Um, last thing, Denzel Hunter, Jairus Smith, everyone knows they're good. They're so good, man! Holy crap! Dalvin, <laughs> Dalvin oh Tomlinson up in the middle. The one guy he's I want to talk good. to, Tonga,
0: Kyra's Tonga. He's pretty good.
2: Good. I love Tonga. When I was working at a uh, Bleacher Report doing draft stuff for him, I was like, dude, this guy's kind of fun. And I knew he was overage and stuff like that, but yeah. like, he's a, he's listed three thirty eight. Like most guys, his size don't move like that. And then, um, Brandon Thorne actually hit me up one week and was like, your boy Tonga just did something. I was like, what? And he just sent me a bunch of clips and I was like, Tonga, he's, <laughs> he's,
1: he's back. What's you, he been like? You got the Samoan pronunciation down, man. This is great. Uh, <laughs> um, dude, he's kind-
2: a West coaster baby.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, you know, the Vikings signed him off of, was it the Falcons practice squad? I yep. always like to pretend it's the Bears because he spent a lot of time on the Bears But yeah, he, he, squad, he but...
2: got, yeah, he was, he spent like a month in
1: Atlanta, basically. Yeah, so I keep saying he got signed off the Bears practice squad so that Duke Shelley and Kyrus Tonga are like connected in that way. But uh, Tonga's pretty good. Like, uh, Dalvin Thomason was injured for uh, a couple of games and no one, including the Vikings, trusts that, that second unit. Uh, uh of the defense alignment I mean that first unit is so good and that second unit is so bad right. um like Patrick Jones has his moments but like honestly they just need to clean slate except for Kaira Stanga uh who like halfway through the season started playing like 10-15 snaps to the nose because of injury and has been getting more snaps and now that everyone's healthy they just decided yeah we'll keep this guy he's pretty good um he gets pressure uh you know relatively speaking he's a nose tackle but for a nose tackle he gets pressure he's a great run stopper he throws centers around my god um like you expect most 340 pound guys to be able to do that but he does that and the thing is when when you've got like your standard nose tackle who's giant throwing a center around like um i don't know penny sewell who's like really or not penny sewell sorry um mike perel why did i confuse the two Uh, Do do,
2: do you do a racism
1: yeah I did a racism wow uh, they both have l's uh ending their last name that's what I'm gonna say um not Mike Perrell play in uh, the AAF wasn't he like a
2: uh, I believe so yeah he played he played for the Salt Lake team
1: yeah um it's
2: gross that we both know that but- <laughs>
1: it's disgusting uh, but uh but like he'll he'll take a guy and he'll forklift him a little bit but it takes a little bit of time Kairo does it fast. Um, he's explosive. Yeah. So, uh I mean he's fun I mean, to watch. We
2: worried about uh, that matchup for for Josh Byers the entire game. It was dalvin Tomlinson Tonga and then potentially zadarius Smith on passing downs. Like Yeah,
1: and, I mean Harrison phillips uh, is having a great season too. He's just not showing up on the on the stat sheet. I mean, just like a nose tackle, right? But um yeah, Tonga I I don't think that you'll want him to play more than like 12 snaps if you're a Vikings fan just because of the conditioning stuff, but 12 snaps are pretty big.
2: Yeah, I I still contend for Vikings fans out there. If you want to check it out, the the most fun college tape I've ever seen, any draft class, is that that BYU Coastal Carolina game. Oh my god, Tunga in that game because he's going against offensive linemen who are like two hundred fifty pounds running the option in that, and he is just like it looks like a Marvel movie, dude. It, <laughs> it looks it it looks like um like, the thing is just, like, destroying stuff the entire game. It, it was a crazy matchup.
1: Yeah, uh, he's wild. I mean, okay, but, like, BYU has, like, this crazy advantage with, like, the fact that it, they've got a bunch of middle-aged people playing on both sides of the line.
2: You said it, not me. <laughs> Oregon fans have already gotten in trouble for things of this nature this year, so.
1: <laughs> it's well, see, like they're not doing anything wrong, right? It's just, like, they just send everybody on a mission trip. That's all. Yeah. A mission trip Look, where they have access to gym facilities.
2: I'm very happy Mateo Uyunglele is going to be playing for the Oregon Ducks this this season. <laughs> that's what I'll say about the subject. All um, right, all right. Like that's all I got as far as as far as questions go.
1: Is any there anything I missed? Like Justin Jefferson or KJ Osborne or dude?
2: I know who they are. Christian the are what, in do this think, what do you think
1: about Christian Jefferson?
2: Um, I have seen that he is not soft. So. Yeah, That's definitely I, not so well, I mean, I was
1: I was a little bit wrong by that, too, but you were more wrong because you went hard on that take.
2: He was soft on Collegeville. He, he was, was soft. soft. He was no soft in self. one
1: game. It happened to be against yeah. Miami. It's the game that uh, all the draft had access to in the all 22 just by happenstance. Uh, and he was hurt that game.
2: He was soft. He, he is I, I,
1: I was told this is uh, fifth hand, so it's not reporting. Good lord! I was told you know how this works. I was told and he got
2: his ribs removed. That
1: to... he <laughs> <laughs> rumors that are. Fifth I, was, hand. I was told the coaches told him to lay off in that game to okay. not finish because of his injury. Okay. So and I mean, after the, it seems like he's uh, he's doing all right. So maybe yeah, he's
2: he's doing good. He's he's a good tackle. Yeah, I think I think these pass rushers are gonna have a hard matchup with these bookends, but. You know, Preston's been doing solid. Kingsley gives him a little bit, and then Hollins, at least, is an NFL player. That's <laughs> that's trending in the right direction yeah, for this Packers outside player. linebackers. Yeah. Uh, man, I was worried when Gary went down, man. Because
1: I mean, you should that makes sense. That, was the that depth was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, you're you're uh, you're nominally a trenches guy. Um, okay saw and now I see it with Lyle Collins with the Bengals are like split two feet out from the rest of the offensive line. I've talked about it on this podcast a couple of times about what the advantages are, but I have no idea what I'm talking about. Why don't you tell me?
2: I mean, it widens the path to get to the quarterback, right? So if you're athletic enough to be able to make up that distance, it's smart. A lot, a lot of like lower levels of football use things called smart splits. So they'll like if you're going to line up with a three tech to the strong side then the guys who are going to combo that three tech line up tight next to each other and everyone else spreads out so that, you know, they can't, you know, you get wider running lanes while still being able to like combo block and stuff. So as long as they're cool with having him athletically just kind of hang on an island, then it helps widen out the rush lane for that outside linebacker or defensive end to get to the quarterback. Um, Or it, it just opens up that, that B gap right behind him so as long as you're cool with him hanging out athletically on that island i mean it's pretty smart move a lot of guys can't necessarily do that though just from an athleticism
1: standpoint does it impact the the guard playing on that same side
2: um it could i mean depending on like what kind of stunts that you're gonna see right so like if you get uh so like if a outside linebacker end, is lined up on, on Darisaw's outside shoulder and he just spikes inside, right? It's going to be hard for that guard to pick him up, depending on, like, is it going to be a play action where he's in a three-point stance and is asked to pass protect? Like, that's going to be a pretty tough thing to ask. If it's a run game, you know, there might be a half. He might have to set a hard edge there, right, because he's kind of having to reach to even make that block. So it it definitely does, but I'm sure they're aware of that type of stuff. And if you're practicing it, then you can kind of rep that in practice too.
1: Alright. Um I think that's it. Uh yeah. Uh, ending no. on
2: line splits. There we go.
1: I mean it seems like the most you fo- thing we could find. Football possibly ass do.
2: podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After right. we started with that nonsense.
1: Yeah, well I mean we, we didn't even talk once about ayahuasca.
2: What what do you want to know about ayahuasca? I mean I'm burnt out on the stuff, Arif. <laughs>
1: well, the, pro- the, the problem is what's burnt out with Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, what is he doing? Like, how, is, how are his synapses doing after the heavy drug usage?
2: He says he's doing fine.
1: Well, of course he says. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. His book club, he's reading. He could still read. That's a good sign.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, what is his stance on on book learning? Is he still pro books? He's he's still doing the book club. Yeah, yeah he's pro-book. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Andrew Tate just got arrested in Romania. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Uh, famously anti-books, Andrew Tate. And I just want to know, Andrew Tate's been on the Joe Rogan podcast. Aaron Rodgers is a favorite of the podcast. I don't I, I don't Has know he? if they've ever crossed paths. Andrew Tate, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it seems like uh, they're like they one, one degree removed. I, road I could see them crossing paths. That's all I'm saying.
2: I Honestly, I don't think Aaron would like him.
1: I that's don't think vibe. so either, but it feels like they have enough mutual friends that it would happen.
2: Maybe. But they have different know.
1: vibes. They have completely different vibes. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. We actually ended on a human trafficking allegation. So this is perfect.
2: Good Lord.
1: <laughs> All right. Where can.
2: I tried, guys. Where, where, can, tried.
1: where can people find you justice?
2: At J U M O S Q on Twitter at, at Acme Packing Company. Um, that's where we write. Uh... Try to avoid all this Arif-style nonsense. Um, that's it. You can find me on the SB Nation NFL show if you want to hear me talk about the NFL at large beyond the Green Bay Packers.
1: All right, cool. And I'm Arif. I'm at a Pro Football Network, uh, Arifasan NFL. Thanks I saw for... you
2: had the hot take this week.
1: What was my hot take?
2: Should J.J. Watt be in the Hall of Fame?
1: Uh, oh, my God. Okay. Uh...
2: <laughs> SEO I... goes brr. Uh,
1: yeah, basically.
2: <laughs> I knew what it was. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. Yeah.
1: Uh, Stephen Ruiz being like, wow, you've convinced me. I was like, all right, I'm just going to mute this tweet. I'm out. <laughs> <dude." laughs>
2: they made it to the group chat. That's how.
1: <laughs> he, he was the one brave. I, I brought it to the group I, chat. I, in fact. I, thought, I thought it was going to be Bryce. I thought he was going to be the yeah, one.
2: It was, it was me. I saw it on the timeline. I was like, I can't believe this. Look, I can't believe you tweeted it out.
1: Look, man, I... It's J.J. Watt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop the recording. If he's,
2: if he's not the first best <laughs> defensive player I've ever seen in my
1: life, he's the second. All right. Thanks for coming in, Justice. I'm stopping the recording here. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero setup, developer-first environment, combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features.